All right, welcome to the third episode of Geeking on the Sidelines with Patrick Tapp and AJ, a podcast where lifelong friends come together to unpack the thrilling rivalry between the University of North Carolina and North Carolina State football teams. We are three high school pals who share a deep bond, but when it comes to game day, our loyalties are divided between the two. Join us as we explore our perspective on each team's seasons, take some shots at each other's manhoods, and ultimately lead up to the Thanksgiving showdown at the end of the season. After two weeks, one team is 2-0, one team is 1-1. I'll let you all decide who that undefeated team is. Um, what would you all think, boys? Pretty good weekend? You know me and Pat. <laughs> first L. First L from uh, the two teams coming <laughs> at you. It was a pretty rough weekend. First L. That was easy. It was, a pretty, it was a pretty rough weekend, fellas. I'm not going to lie. A rain delay, get some shit up. Uh, oh, the sat- rain delay. The rain delay. I knew that was coming early. Dude, <laughs> really I got sat- the crowd out of it. <laughs> I sat in the stadium underneath the bleachers or whatever for an hour and a half and then ran out to get a beer in the car. By the time I got to the car, the game had already started back, and when I came back in, they were literally running for an 80-yard touchdown, and I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> but I thought the rain delay really did hurt us. I know they all think that's an excuse, but it was rough. <laughs> we we had full full pat stadium, and I was kind of impressed of what we had coming back, but yeah, yeah we're, we're one and one. Hey. Crazy fan base of yours was pretty doggone empty most of the second half. Nah. Dude, nobody wants to sit in the freaking rain. You wouldn't want to either. Oh, I'd be there. Oh, guess who was there? Tap Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Tap Perry to watch an ass kicking. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all even watch the game? Yeah, we yes, got to get in. Did. did y'all watch the game? I did. Yes. I watched the game. You know, I'll, go y'all ahead, know. I'll go ahead and say it. I mean, right off the jump. Defense looked pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie. We looked I fantastic. Took, I think Notre Dame didn't play its best game. I think it took them a little bit. They got punched in the mouth early. I mean, rain was a factor for both teams. But ultimately, the better team is going to prevail. And they beat the shit out of y'all in the second half. They beat the shit out of us in the fourth quarter. Going into the fourth, it was 24-17, and we had the ball on the 20-yard line, and we missed the field goal. Yeah, Brennan Armstrong is just so bad. <laughs> so bad. He's got to yeah, be a lot have a little bit of a, We kind of have a little bit of a controversy going on at quarterback. Um, next couple <laughs> weeks, we got, we got VMI next week, and then we play Virginia, so obviously Brennan's going to have to start in that because that's his alma mater. Um, but – other than that, I don't know. When, once once Louisville comes, if Brennan doesn't show up the next two weeks, I can see MJ Morris taking us taking a, taking right, us well, for a ride. 
let me ask you this. What do you want after seeing two games now? At quarterback? Yes. Or at a, as a whole? I mean, you can I'm, tell me I'm as a stick, whole. I'm, but... stick, I'm sticking by Brennan. Um, I think Notre Dame's got a good chance at contending for playoff spot this year. I'm not going to lie. They're already – I don't know what the AP poll came out this week. I'm sure they're easily in the top 10. They were 10 last week. Are they nine? Yeah. I mean, obviously, when they play USC, Southern Cal, that's going to be a big game. But I'm sticking by Brennan. I think that our offensive line really needs to step up. I know that I said that last week, and it really did not come to fruition this week. Um, But, I mean, when you're playing Notre Dame, you're playing – 10 first round draft bets, if you think about it. I mean, their number, the, uh, the one player that comes to mind is 10 first round draft bets. First rounders. <laughs> I mean, first not, rounders. not playing LSU in a 20. When did they win the Natty? <laughs> Joe Burrow and the boys. Had like three first rounders that year. <laughs> I mean, I, all right. It doesn't matter on both sides of the ball. That's a, could have- that's a third of the first round. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying all in the same draft, you idiot. <laughs> overall, in the next couple of years, you're playing some damn good football players. It's a top ten team. Y'all haven't played one yet, so okay. Well, your- I think it, I think it's fair that you can you can ride behind Brennan for for one more game, but. If he throws under fifty percent and another pick next week, we're playing VMI. We don't have to worry about v- I'm not worried about VMI. It's a get-right game. Um, obviously, I want to see us throw the ball down the field more. That's one of the notes I made. Um, but other than that, I think our defense played very well. I mean, we we stopped Notre Dame first couple drives. It was couple three and outs to begin the game, and I was really hyped. Um, and then after that, uh, the offense just couldn't get anything going, so kind of just stalled at that point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about a shitty game, let's talk about UNC going into double overtime against App State. Tell me what the fuck happened there, boys. <laughs> go ahead, Pat. <laughs> uh, well, I'll go ahead and say we're 2-0. and the boys got it done. We ride behind Drake. Got it done when it mattered most. Uh, App State, always a tough team. They've played their last eight Power Five schools within one possession, winning three of them. Um, I might have been a little gung-ho on the heels after our performance week one with my prediction last week. But at the end of the day, you got a really good football team up in Boone, North Carolina. Um, and all you can, all you can ask for is to win the game. And we made plays when it mattered most. Uh, they definitely took a lot of the passing game away from us throughout the game. They didn't want to get beat deep. Um, and then, you know, we adjusted and we saw where we were going to beat them and that was on the ground. So we let Amarion Hampton go to work being the national running back of the week with 264 yards and three tuds. What happened to uh, what happened to British Butts? Where was he at? I know British. He was last week. Yep. 
he's a beast. He uh he was injured for the game. He'll be back this week. So he's, he's fine. Only... He just he's fine. He just didn't do any contact all week. So Mac Brown held him out because we're so deep at the position, it wasn't worth it. So hey, little uh, little little side note: Patrick's prediction to the game last week was forty-two to seventeen. Little side note. Taps prediction for Brennan Armstrong was a throw for 4,000 yards, and he's got 200 through two games. <laughs> he's got like 350, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> Taps hot take was hot. Burning hot. All right, well, how many sats did y'all have this week? Zip. Zero. Zip? Zilch. A lot of pressure, though. It was, it was more uh, – there's a lot, ton of pressure on the um, quarterback, though. You know, we just didn't get the sacks because we were playing freaking 10 yards off the receivers. And they were just getting out the ball out much quicker. Yeah. The other side note, if y'all didn't know this, App was playing their backup quarterback. Um, so, I don't know what y'all have going on with backup quarterbacks, but I got to get that shit figured out. Lost yeah, y'all, need, Lost y'all have a lot to figure out, buddy. <laughs> I mean – I mean, I think any UNC fan after watching us play week one and then watching us play week two is going to be somewhat concerned, somewhat frustrated. But I think we just took them lightly, you know, as a team that was definitely hyped coming off a big rivalry win against South Carolina. I think we took them light and they punched us in the mouth. I mean, we took them down the field to start the game and got stopped on fourth and one, and it seemed like all the momentum shift right off the bat. And so I knew it was going to be a dogfight for after that. I didn't think it was going to be a dogfight for four quarters, but I knew the first half was going to be uh, back and forth, um, and they took it to us. I mean, I'll give them credit. I mean, that running back, he's fast as hell. He He was bouncing off tackles, making people miss. Um, and we had a lot of missed opportunities. Couldn't stop them on third down. I thought we missed out on some big plays on offense. Um, we could have put them away, um, but really just couldn't get the stops that I thought we were capable of. We didn't get any sacks, like we said. Um, I think they just they came ready to play, and I don't think we were matching their intensity level, but. We survived. A win is a win. I'm gonna, you know, take that as I will, and you know, move on to next week and get ready for Minnesota. I feel like that's the best thing I can do right now, and most UNC fans should do. Yeah, one of the uh, biggest takeaways that I was watching was kind of how we reverted back to last season's defensive scheme where it was the most frustrating thing in the world to watch your cornerbacks be 10 yards off of the receiver every play, and they're just throwing five-yard outs, seven-yard, 10-yard outs, whatever it would have been, and they're just, you know, it's just easy pitch and catch, and then we're just not trying to get beat over the deep, I guess. Beat um, over the top is, I guess, what the uh, play is there, but it's just like at some point you got to say your guys are better than the team across from you and just play press and let your defensive ends get to the quarterback and get some sacks. Um, So I wasn't happy to see that, but I expect that we change that up come next week 
with Minnesota coming into town because their passing game is definitely not as strong as App State's. Um, they're definitely a downhill pro-style offense, so let's just load the box up and let our defensive backs play. Uh, press coverage is what I'm hoping for, um, but you never know. You never know with our coordinators. I was about to say, I think Minnesota's going to try to run the ball a lot. I watched – who they play week one? Um, Nebraska. Nebraska. It was week zero. Seven to ten. Yeah, I watched – yeah, and they ran the ball. They ran the ball. Right, They ran the ball all over the field. So, we all have to watch for that for sure. But you got Cedric Gray, one of the best linebackers in the ACC. So, should be fine there. He is. Y'all want to go? Y'all want to go ahead and jump into who y'all think played well and who played bad? I can yeah, we'll let you go first. Up, if you got any bright spots, <laughs> we got a couple. Um, obviously on the Zavion. defensive side, who? Zayvon. Yeah, uh, he played well. Um, but. Other than that, we had uh, Peyton Wilson, obviously. I think he won linebacker of the week again in the ACC's front runner for defensive player of the year in the ACC. Um, he had 14 total tackles. Win some ball games. Huh? Gonna have to win some ball games. I don't disagree with you. Um, I mean, our defense looked solid the whole game. Peyton Wilson, he clocked in. He loved it. He clocked in at 23.4 miles per hour chasing down a wide receiver like 50 yards to save a touchdown. So, congrats to him. He's a dog. Um, 45 points hung on your head. Defense played great. I don't think you can go out here and say his defense played solid. 45 points hung on the head. Do you all understand 21 of those points came in the fourth quarter after Brendan Armstrong threw two pits in – our own 20. Oh, so yes, I do know that. Folded. Is that what you're saying? Undisciplined? That's our offense's fault. That's not our defense's fault. Our defense played absolutely fantastic. And I will Offense say saying out there trying to stop them from scoring the ball? Huh? Your offense isn't out there trying to stop Sam Hartman and Audra Estime from scoring the ball? Yeah. Also, they're, they're running back. Who number seven? Uh, is that estimate number seven? Yeah. yeah, he. I thought he was supposed to be the slow running back. He dusted us on a seventy-one yard or eighty-something yard carry, and literally outran our whole defensive back room, which was not good to see. Um, but other than that, there's not many bright spots on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, Brennan played pretty damn crappy. Um. But we did have a little true freshman step out. What was uh what was Brennan's stat line? Twenty-two for forty-seven passing, two hundred and sixty yards, two touchdowns and three interceptions. And he also twenty-six point eight QBR. <laughs> hey, you you said the stat line, not me. That is just so garbage. <laughs> I'm looking up Drake Mays right now. What would you what did you say? Twenty two? Twenty two of forty seven. No, the QBR. Uh twenty six point eight. <laughs> Why is that so bad? He scored three touchdowns. That's horrible. 
He literally that was he lost the game with y'all for y'all just throwing picks. Yeah, I know. He had he had he had two pits that were his fault. One was a jump ball down the that was early in the third quarter, maybe into the second quarter. He threw a jump ball to a five ten receiver. Don't understand why. His decision making needs to step up completely, but y'all just have no receivers either. You have nobody to help him. That's what I'm about to talk about. Juice Farine. He's a true freshman. Came in, played seven snaps against UConn week one and played at least double that um, this week. He had four receptions for 65 yards, a long of 22. And on that 22 yard reception, he got to the one yard line. So he uh, he's about to be a force in the next couple of weeks. And I'm really excited to see what he does. Um, we have him listed at tight end, but he plays in the slot. So, but yeah, he's an absolute dog. We talked about him earlier. He's from Havelock. But other than that, there's not really juice. juice. He's got that juice, boy. Um, other than that, on the offensive side of the ball, there's, I mean, I'll mention Bradley Rosner. He had two receptions for 30 yards and a touchdown. But yeah, his I eighth mean, year playing college football or whatever. Yeah, he has. He's always had trouble with pits. I mean, not pits, drops, and he's really got to figure that the heck out because it's really making me mad. But funny, funny side note: I he needs to go buy his health insurance. <laughs> I shout out Connor. He's like thirty now. Yep. Uh, side note: though, the touchdown that he scored, I said watch eighty on this play, which is Bradley Rosner. Literally next play scored a touchdown, so I was like, "Yep, I basically know what I'm doing." Let me let me get out there and coach the boys for a little bit. <laughs> Might be better in conservative, Dave. I think it's Robert and I at this point. He's not calling the offense, but yeah, who who do y'all think played well? Uh, uh, go ahead, AJ. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm just going to say I love what I see about Marion. I really, really think he's good. He run, He reminds me of Javante running the ball. Uh, runs so damn hard. And I, I love that. And, you know, British is, like, patient, sees the holes, and I love what he has to offer, too. Um, but, yeah, I'm conflicted with who's going to get the starting nod against Minnesota. And obviously, they're both going to just see probably 50-50 on snaps. But um, even Caleb Hood, man, he got in there and did did a decent job. Um, our running back room is Yeah, he deep. scored a touchdown. So, I'm excited about, you know, that room and, and those guys. Yeah, I mean, it's just I'm not going to pick out an A player that played bad because I don't think that's true, but – I just I don't understand how we get to the quarterback so many times, almost seemed like every other play against South Carolina, and then it just we just can't can't contain them. Uh, we were letting him get to the outside and and make throws, um, you know, off his weak side. I mean, it's just little things like that that I just don't get with the athletes we have on the outside corners. Um, uh, we just got to put pressure on the quarterback. It's just going to make it that much easier on the side and that side of the ball. So, I mean, that's that's kind of my take. I I really 
I'm really just kind of putting this one past me. I thought we just didn't didn't match what they came out with, and I think we just tried to, we took them lightly. And App State's always going to give us their best, so I'm kind of moving past this one. Um, I think we're going to be fine going forward. Yeah, um, AJ already touched on it. Amarion, I mean, pretty much the lone far and away bright spot for the Hills offense that game. Seemed like they were just you know, taking away Drake's passing um, and just going to let us run the ball and we take what we took what we can get and Amarion shined. Um, defense looked a little shaky, but, I mean, who played bad? I'm not, no one particular. I think it was just a bad uh, – I would say it wasn't the greatest game plan going in for the defense, just bringing those defensive backs back 10 yards. Um, that was kind of the – consistent um gripe i had throughout the game was just those guys they're just letting them letting the receivers have so much space for the quarterback to just have a quick and easy throw without even having to process anything um who surprised me i'd say drake uh well app state surprised me for sure just coming out of the gate and they're just always ready to play Drake may surprise me just simply for the fact that I don't expect them to have two mediocre games in a row um, based on what I've seen in the past. I don't foresee that uh, lasting, but that definitely surprised me seeing him not throw a touchdown pass. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, I, like AJ said, we're just moving moving on. We're 2-0, and and we've got a Big Ten team coming to Chapel Hill, 330 um on espn on saturday so and thank god the hurricane it looks like it's moving away are either y'all going to that i will not be there no i will not be but i'm tuned in yep um i'll talk about a little bit about who surprised me a little bit um i know last week i talked about I was really uh, happy with Michael Allen getting some touches that he did. And I thought that we did not utilize him enough in this game. Um, He only had one carry for four yards. I don't know what the heck our offensive coaching staff is doing on that end. Um, Other than that, Armstrong's decision-making. Obviously, week one, UConn didn't know that he could run the ball the way he could. Um, they put that put spy Notre, on you. Put that yeah, spy on Brennan. Notre Dame had a spy on us the entire game. I watched it back, and I was like, "Wow!" He when every time Brennan stepped out of the pocket, he had a dude within him or on him in like two seconds. So that def, that definitely had to play for that. He needs to step in the step up in the pocket a little bit more. That's obviously hard against Notre Dame's defensive front. Um. But one bright spot on the defensive side, Caden Fordham came into play. Um, redshirt freshman out of Florida. He is absolute dog. He's basically a Peyton Wilson in the making. Um, he had five. He only had he only had five tackles, but he made some big, big plays um, to keep us in the game early. Big tackle for loss that I didn't remember off the top of my head. But I'm really excited to see what he does moving forward. Next couple of years, he's going to be. Just remember the name, Caden Fordham. And, uh, yeah, that's who surprised me. I don't even want to get about who taught or who played like shit. So, yeah, so takeaways, State 
got absolutely handled. The better team won that game. Killed them in the fourth. 45-24. to 24. Absolute smoked. Lock of the century, as AJ and I said. Um, hope, hope everyone tailed. Uh, we'll get into the who shit, who shit the bed segment, week three edition. Um, tap, you can take the reins, bud. This is funny. My, uh, my shit bed is Drake May, and my note says, Heisman my ass. <laughs> 21 for 30, 208 passing yards, less than Brendan Armstrong. Zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. Absolute average football game for your Heisman contender. And um, he went down the uh, field and with the lat with a minute to go, got us in a, to a thirty-eight yard field goal, which our guy absolutely shanked. Oh, oh! But the guy me. did what he had to do. Uh, trust me, that's my uh, second. Who shit the bed is y'all? I don't even know his name. I just have y'all's bum ass kicker. Um. <laughs> I just thought the pressure got to him, and uh, he obviously shanked the first one. I was like, well, why the heck do you call a timeout there? This dude's obviously nervous, and then guess what? He shanks the next one. But, hey, that's why you got to go for two in the second overtime. Helped y'all out. Watch, watching y'all play in overtime, I was so excited when y'all didn't do the two. Straight May got his butt rocked on that play, too. Do y'all remember that? Yeah, I also remember the game before him taking a 20-yard scamper to the house and putting the Jordan logo up as he gets over the end zone. Oh, yeah. You know, sponsored by Jordan or something? Goes yeah, he long. went to our school, actually. Uh, yeah, but that's my sh- who shit the bed. Drake May, Heisman, very unlikely. I saw a top 10 today. He was nowhere listed. Um, and then, yeah, I still don't know your teacher's name, but I really don't care because I'm not worried about it. So, yeah, you ought to take it away. Big boy's got depth. We got another guy battling right now. Yep. Y'all need it. Um, AJ, who's your Pretty obvious. We've been talking about him since the start of the pod. Easily Brandon Armstrong. I personally think y'all are going to make a change at some point this season. Um, he is incredibly inaccurate as a thrower. Granted, I will say he doesn't have much help. But the lefty cannot sling it. Um, We already read his passing stats and his QBR. He carried the ball 12 times for 26 yards. He's not as quick on his feet as I thought. Um, He's most certainly going to have to play better if y'all are going to make any sort of noise in the ACC. Um, Personally, I think things will definitely change. Um, this could be the year Doran takes off. Gets fired? If Brandon Armstrong keeps playing like this, y'all are not going to have a good season. Y'all have got to make a change. Brandon Armstrong, shit the bed. <laughs> Big time. Uh, my, I kept hearing throughout uh, all offseason, it's NC State football program. We got big money coming in. Big time new scoreboard the size of a football field. Oh, Are you kidding me? That. that scoreboard struck by lightning out of commission. NC State's big old scoreboard shit the bed. <laughs> it, it, was out of, it was out of commission for 10 minutes and we got it back <laughs> up and running 
right after I got back into the state. Dude, the video of that thing when it got struck and it got shorted was hilarious. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was so it was, weak. <laughs> it was glitching bad. $15 million. I thought it was all down the drain. I was like, well, <laughs> what the hell am I paying, paying season tickets for? But we got, we got her back up and running. Don't worry. Um, all right. Well, we are going to get into our guest for this week by the name of Ben McKeithen. Um, should be a good, good guest. Excited to have him on. We'll see you on the flip side. I got it. folks we've got our second guest on the podcast by the name of ben mckeithen also known as keeters also known as cappers the guy has an opinion on just about everything confidence is never lacking he literally created himself a self-proclaimed expert at shooting the shit welcome on an all-time guy benjamin edwards mckeithen Oh, gentlemen, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> always, always. Had, to, had to get you on, uh, hometown 252 guy. <laughs> yep. A lot of, lot of 2v2s in the, uh, in the history of Washington, for sure. Uh, yes. I was Zap and I don't think I've ever lost the game of basketball. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> hey, we don't have to talk about our uh... – our best of seven one-on-one. Oh, that's funny you bring that up. I was actually thinking about how long it would take you to bring that up this morning. But it's <laughs> funny. I think I, I think if we ran that back, I think your fat ass would be surprised at how it went. <laughs> there we go. Anytime, uh, anytime. Well, Ben, I'll go ahead and jump it off and say, uh, I got a little easy question for you. Why'd you pick UNC to go to school to in college? Uh, yeah, pretty simple question. It's the best academic university in the States. Um, it was a no-brainer. My older brother went there. I was obviously getting recruited for a few sports, but decided to turn those down and just go for academics. Um, but, you know, everything worked out well, Tap. You got a good job. So There you go. There you go. I'd like to hear that. Pretty easy, was, uh, folks. Pretty easy there, Tap. It was a no-brainer in my eyes. He was getting uh, recruited for water polo, actually. <laughs> oh, yes, I was getting recruited for uh, intramural fraternity sports, which I did bring a championship home in. So, like to hear that, Ben. What's uh? What? Wait, go what, ahead, AJ. What intramural championship did you win? We won flag football freshman year against the Deeks. Oh. I may or may not have been last man off the bench, but we don't have to talk about that. Hey, you got a championship on your belt. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Keats, uh, give us your early impressions on the Tar Heels. Yeah, Football. absolutely. So I'm thrilled that we're 2-0. I will say I'm excited that our series with App is done because I think it was just a matter of time before they beat us. I'll be honest. I think if we play two more years, they might get a win out of us. I'll concede that. 
So I'm glad that series is over. Glad we got the win. Um, I think like any UNC fan, I'm very impressed with our offense. I think that was always a good sign coming into the season. Defense, huge question mark going from nine sacks in the South Carolina game to zero in the app game. I don't really understand. So I'll like to see how that plays out as the season progresses, but I think we're in a really good place. Um, our running back play has been fantastic, which I'm a little surprised by. I knew we had good guys, but it's, it's good to see Omarion and British Brooks do well. So I think we're in a really good place moving forward with an ACC other than FSU, I think is wide open. So I'm excited to see what we can do this year. Love go. it. I love it, Ben. Mm -hmm. It's an exciting, yeah. uh, exciting time to be a Tar Heel fan. Uh, my other two Tar Heels, AJ or Pat, what do you think about that App State take? I agree that might be a little hot, you, but the no, three games no. we've played against them were crazy. I hey, was about hey, to brother, say. Matt Brown, Matt Brown didn't disagree with you. He said he's had enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think you I think uh, um you took you said kind of my part earlier in the podcast. I think I kind of talked about nine sacks to zero sacks. It just makes no sense. Um running back room does look great. Um I think offense is what we've, you know, everyone's kind of expected, uh although it can be better, I think. Um but yeah, I think defense is just like uh, it's just like a weird puzzle. Like it's like we can't figure it out week to week. It's totally bipolar. Um, is kind of what I was getting at earlier in the podcast. So you kind of took those words out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. I'm also go ahead, Caters. I was just gonna say I'm also really interested to see how we hold up this week against Minnesota. I know that they're gonna plan on running the ball down our throat. So I'm curious to see what we're going to give up and how our defense responds to that. Um, but what's, your, uh, what's your score prediction for the game this weekend? You know, I think it's going to be a little lower than it has been. I'll go, I'll go 24-17 heels. Patrick said 28-24. Yep, 28-24? Patrick said 28-24. I said 33-10. 33 to 10. All right. I'll be honest. I don't know a ton about Minnesota. I know they love to yeah, run the ball and they've got a good defense. They're kind of an enigma. Uh, we threw out a crazy stat earlier. Their quarterback threw it 44 times first week and he threw it 15 times week two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. Um, I'll circle back to the app state thing real quick. I think they might've submitted themselves as the fourth best North Carolina sports football team. I'll start with Carolina. We can throw Duke in there. We can throw Wake in there. And now we can throw App State in there. Is there anyone I'm missing? <laughs> nope. You got your shit out of line, buddy. <laughs> what, hey, am I missing someone? You're missing one right at the very top, North Carolina State Wolfpack. I think we're missing uh, yeah, Lenore that's a good Ride. Oh, yeah, Lenore Ride. Might yeah. even uh, Garner. Oh, yeah, Garner. Oh, true. Did Garner have a big win? <laughs> yeah, the uh, the App State deal, they – dude, Mac Brown has so much respect for App State. He actually called them the best program in the state in the last 20 years on Monday in his press conference because 
He was just giving them, and then just definitely not true, but he was just giving them all their props. Um, just being, it's very impressive what they've been able to do as such a small program as it is, um, being pretty nationally relevant. But yeah, I think, uh, Tap, you want to talk crap about Mac Brown not wanting to play App State? How about y'all put him on the schedule? I would love to. I think we'd kick their butts. I'm not worried about it. It's just App State borderline. You're talking, you're talking to the man in the arena. We just went and played three games in back-to-back-to-back seasons. Yeah, and you barely won two of them. So, that's how that goes. Barely won three of them. As my yeah, high school used to say, Tap, a W is a W is a W. Matt Beeman. Give a little shout-out to Matt Beeman if he's No, it even was Wells Village. Thank you very much. Basketball, bud. Uh, ben, I got a question. You got a uh, you got a tennis match. You're going against Tap Perry. Six what, 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 what did he just say? Uh, go ahead and finish the question. I'll, I'll let you get it off. It's pretty much what would the score be in a match against Tap Perry in tennis. Oh, you know, Paxton, that's a good question. It actually reminds me of a time not too long ago. I think it was 2022. I'm wearing khaki pants. It's 95 degrees outside. We're in Washington, North Carolina. I first start playing with Rob Zerniak in a, in a tennis match. I beat him. I don't know. We'll call it 6-1. Tap pulls up <laughs> shortly after. I say, oh, Tap will play too. I Keep in mind, I have pants on. I beat Rob 6-1. I transfer my attention to Tap. We have a good match. He gets up. I think he gets up a few games early. I come five, back, I believe. Five to three, and you came back and won seven to five. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you have it. 2022, <laughs> after, after playing a match against Rob Zerniak with pants on. I'd like to reiterate that. But that if we play a, now. Yeah, what is our score now? Uh, we'll you, call it, you in gym shorts. Me and Jim Shorts will call it six six one six four. I'll give you four the second match or the second set. Uh, we might have to settle that and talk about it on the next pod. Tap All is right. a, for for the listeners out there. Tap is a two time state runner up, uh, six seed. We called him the Moon Baller. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I did he not just, lose. He would just season. lob it to his opponents and make them make them miss and get frustrated. Dude was just a backboard, but it's off his butter. Dude, I did not lose my senior season, you shredder. It's all right. You were, you were at the state championship supporting the team. Guess who won that? Me, not anybody else. So I ain't worried about it. What state championship did y'all win? Team? Yeah, we went as a, at, at private school. It's just straight team. We go as a whole team. So we uh, played the same team. I believe it was Carmel, Carmel Christian in Charlotte, North Carolina. And they both years had two – their number one and number two seeds both went to UNCW for tennis. So they were just absolutely dirty. Yeah, they were nasty. My senior year, I played an eighth grader. A little side note, sorry about this. But I played an eighth grader. He started calling my balls on the line out, and I walked up to the walked up to the uh, net and said, "You call one more one more of those out, and I'll beat your ass." <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm a senior, literally 18 years old, and I'm playing a 14 year old 
and I said I'm going to beat his ass. I did not call another ball out the entire match. <laughs> he asked you if you were in eighth grade after the match? <laughs> probably like it, All right, Ben, I got another one for you right here. Uh, if you had to pick your best sport right now, what would you pick? I know, mm. I know you played basketball. I know you played tennis, golf. Uh, Definitely not golf. I'll go ahead and say that. Um, so I'm coming off a freshly broken nose. I broke it three weeks ago playing basketball. The person who broke it uh, just got an offer from Wake Forest and Illinois. I'd like that to be on the record. But <laughs> if I had to pick one sport now, I'd probably say pickleball. And for those listeners out there who say pickleball is not a real sport, you're an idiot. Grow up. Fine. So I think that's my that's my leading answer right now, Mr. Perry. There you go. I've I've beat your butt in pickleball a time or two, so it's all right. Keep that is that. just a blatant fabrication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Peters is uh more serious about athletics right now post post grad than he was during school. I oh, of course. Say. I haven't hit my prime yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. He's about to hit a quarter century and just really wants to get into every sport known to man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did play a new sport the other day. It's called Padel. It's basically a combination of pickleball and racquetball. So it's a racket sport that is enclosed. It's very popular in South America, but it's just starting to make its way into the U.S. <laughs> awesome. I've, I've seen that in Raleigh. Uh, yeah, especially racquetball and pickleball combined. Like, you can bounce mm-hmm. it off the walls. It's weird. Yeah. All right. Oh, speaking of... Go ahead. I was just going to circle back to the UNC app game. There was something I wanted to bring up. Can we talk about the kick at the end of regulation? Have you already Dude, covered that? So garbage. I don't understand. Like... It, it didn't get tipped, right? That's a that's no, his normal it. kick. That's what he gets off. Two times in a row, the exact same kick. It was like forty yards left. I think you just have to chalk that down to nerves, right? Because that, I mean, that's not like a near miss. That's one of the worst kicks I've seen. Period. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't understand that you bring as in as a division one right? kicker. Yeah. Yeah, that I'm was nervous. that was bad. Um, We've got a guy that played last year, though. Um, his name's shit. Uh, Ryan. Oh, uh, Burnett. Yeah, Ryan Burnett, and he kicked. He kicked fine last year, but um, at the end of the state game, like, missed. He was terrible from like thirty to forty yards. He missed like. He went like two for seven or something between like thirty and thirty. 31 and 35 yards. It was, like, abysmal. But, <laughs> but yeah, at yeah, least I mean, we have options horrible. if this guy is actually playing. Yeah, I mean, hopefully yeah. he doesn't turn into I a mean, confidence thing now. If uh, we've got a hypothetical here, mm-hmm. get the brain turning. If you could travel anywhere in the world, but you also – it's anywhere in the world and you have to do one activity, where and what would the activity be? <sighs> Sorry to put you on the spot there. No, that's a great question. I'm really interested in traveling to Japan and 
if I could choose anything when I go to Japan, I would like to climb. Or something. <laughs> uh, this is a kid show, man. We can't talk about that on air. But I would like to travel to Japan and probably climb Mount Fuji. Okay. Me, me, and Butter actually have been talking about that. We're in the in the middle of planning a trip there. Wow. Well, that's uh. Mm-hmm. I guess that wasn't as hard as a question as I thought it was. Pat, that's pretty cool. Pat and I have been to Japan. That was a long ass time ago. Tap. We have never been to Japan. We literally <laughs> went to Hong Kong. Hong Kong is a province <laughs> outside of China. I'm terrible yeah. at geography. Uh-oh. That's China, buddy. Dude, no, we definitely went to Japan, Patrick. We, Cambodia no. is a country, and Hong Kong is in Japan. Tap, no. don't tell me you're being serious right now, that state education. Hong Kong I never tell you geography class, but I might be tripping. <laughs> no, you're, you're incorrect. Okay. You're incorrect. Continue, continue. Just (laughs) we can edit that out. (laughs) (gasps) Oh Oh, man. (laughs) Hong Kong, Japan. Can I drop a stat on y'all? I heard in the Miami, Texas A and M game last week. Yeah. Let's hear it. So Miami had like four hundred and fifty something total yards of offense. Guess how many first downs they had? Seven. Three. All right, well, that make. <laughs> All right, well, y'all are making the answer sound way less cool. Uh, only 16 first downs. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something wild. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Well, we, yeah. were, we, were, we were talking about, so Minnesota, Minnesota held Eastern Michigan to zero first downs. <laughs> What? In the second half, Minnesota didn't give up a single first down the entire half. <laughs> wow. In the in this <laughs> modern college football. So your stat sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come stronger next time, AJ. I did. I, really. I do want to. I do want to throw a player highlight out there for the heels. I want to talk about Huzzy. So. Out of the last four plays in the App State game, three of the balls were thrown to Huzzy's man, and there was not a single completion. In crunch time, we finally have a corner who can make plays. It's just very exciting. Yeah, that's a very high stat. That's a great stat, Ben. Neither of these UNC boys even brought that up, so thanks for doing that, bud. He's a dog. Oh, you're welcome. He'll be up against any any top tier receiver. He'll probably be on the bench when we play NC State because we don't even need him against y'all's receivers. Yep. That <laughs> yeah, you got Bradley Osner out there. We'll lock his ass up. All right, Ben. I got I got one more for you. Actually, we got two more for you, but I'm gonna throw you on the spot again. All right. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've ever asked you before, but this is the one of my like go to questions. Um you got to pick four colleges to go to in four years, and you can't pick the same one twice. So, mm. like, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. Just for experience? Yes. And Whatever academics. You like, you can put it athletic. on your resume. Well, it's pretty- uh, yeah, mm. like, for instance, you could graduate from Harvard and be a Harvard graduate. 
Yeah. Wow, Tab, that's an excellent question. I'm going to start my career as a freshman at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Got to have that Carolina blood. Right. Sophomore year, I'll probably go to, we'll call it Boulder. We'll call it Colorado. Just all the oh, buzz yeah. going on there. I love the Colorado lifestyle. Love the mountains. Junior year, we'll call it Cambridge, one of the most respected academic institutions on earth. And then we'll graduate from Harvard. Fourth year, we'll graduate from Harvard. That might be the worst list I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, is it, Tap? <laughs> yes. Ben, ben, the academic approach. Can't blame him. Got his fun in early. Yeah. Let's keep in mind I didn't drink my first two years of college, basically. So. There you go. That's true. Break that down for me, Tap. What you're for? Uh, freshman year, either Ole Miss or Alabama. Probably Ole Miss. Sophomore <laughs> year, Arizona State because the girls are good looking. <laughs> uh, junior year, University. Shot you're touching any of that. <laughs> How many damn she bats is Tap gonna hit that year? <laughs> At least 15 every night. <laughs> I got it going out. Don't worry about that. Uh, but junior year, I'm going to roll to Austin, Texas, and the Texas Longhorns, and then I'm going to graduate from the greatest university in the world, North Carolina State. That's me. <laughs> That's me. I lock, I lock it in. Love it. That would be my uh, four years. That's a I won't hate. That's career. your list. Mediocre uh, athletics programs that you're for. Uh, Texas looks good in football. We, we didn't even bring that up. They beat the crap out of Alabama. They do look good. I was surprised about Are that. Are they back? Are they back? Dude, first, first, ten, first double-digit loss at home for Alabama in the Nick Saban era. That is wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know that they look too. They do. What do y'all think about FSU? What's their ceiling? College football playoff. playoff. Yeah. Not national champions, just the playoff. I think Georgia and Ohio State would run their crap, but other than that, I think they're definitely top 10 team, maybe top five. I don't know. We got to see. They, they really don't play anybody hard until, what, Clemson in a couple of weeks? So, we'll see what happens. I, Clemson week four. I don't know if you could say that's a hard game. Yeah, Clemson I mean, also looks I don't, pretty good. I, let me look up their schedule right now. I don't think they – I know they State Clemson doesn't play them. I know four. UNC doesn't play them. Oh, shoot. Yeah, they do play – oh, they play Duke too. Well, that's about it. They got Miami November 11th, too. Miami's tough. I like FSU, I like FSU a lot. I'm not going to lie. I like FSU a lot, too, Tap. Yeah. We'll see. <clears throat> All right, man. We got one more question for you. Um, Hit me. Three pro football players you need to take to dinner right now. Who would you pick and why? Past or present. Yeah. Past or present? Yeah. Um, man, that's a really good question. 
I, I'm going to start with Peyton Manning. He just seems like the man and an awesome guy oh, to hang man. out with. That's a great um, I'll go Peyton Manning. I think I might throw Randy Moss in there. I could listen to him yes. talk all day. <laughs> that was and then I took that out of your mouth, AJ. Yeah, I was. I was um, and then third, that. I'm going to go with the current guy. I'm going to say Joe Burrow, just because I think we'd get along great. <laughs> He's there for the vibe. Ben Shiesty. I'm easily going to dinner with Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Why Alvin Because he's just a dog. I would choose Aaron Rodgers as one. Yeah, I feel like Aaron Rodgers has a lot to say. He's been through a lot to say. Would you want to go do Iowa Hasqua with Aaron Rodgers in the Fuji Mountains, Ben? (laughs) (laughs) It's actually Mount Fuji. I don't know what the mountain range is called, but it's it's singular. Whatever. So there you go, AJ. Ayahuasca. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, But yes, if he asked me to go do ayahuasca in any mountain range on Earth, I would go with him. Can't turn that down. I will never turn that down. All right. Well, uh, that about rounds up guest number two on the pod. Ben, appreciate you having us on if you want to leave us with some closing remarks. Um, I love what y'all are doing. I'll keep tuning into the podcast. Tap, stay strong as the only state guy. I know you got two clowns talking to you every week, but keep going, fellas. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on, man. Ethan, absolute stud of a guest, hometown hero of Little Washington. Um, we're going to jump right into our uh, who we play next week. We have NC State has VMI coming in town, and obviously UNC has a big matchup against Minnesota, Big Ten opponent. Um, they got them at home. So let me jump right into Patrick. Uh, what do you expect coming out of the third week of the season for the Tar Heels? Well, uh, big-time game, 3.30 ESPN, national spotlight. Um, I expect us – expect it to be a big crowd, one. Minnesota was 9-4 and four last season, 2-0 um, and o currently. From what I've seen, stout defense, very good defense. They're very big up front on both sides of the ball. And they, I mentioned it earlier, but they like to run the ball. Their quarterback isn't much, much of anything special. Um, They're going to take the approach of running the ball down the throat, try to get short yardage, um, third downs, and throw some play actions in there. Um, So we got to be ready to defend the run. That is for sure. Um, We got to be able to defend the run. 
like I said earlier, also, we're going to have to press up on the receivers, um, make their quarterback make throws. Don't let them beat us by just making the easy one, make them make the hard throws. Um, but yeah, the biggest, biggest um, thing I'm looking forward to is seeing our run defense because that is their mantra is they think they're bigger and better and they're going to run the ball. So we'll see what we're all about um, in the run game this um, this week for sure. And then on offense, they're good. They're good on defense. So our offense needs to be clicking on all cylinders. We're going to have to be running the ball, throwing the ball, getting creative um, in our schemes and what we're doing. And this is a game where I expect Drake to bounce back from the two weeks prior and really get back on track. Um, uh, stats and Heisman wise. I know obviously he's going to say he doesn't care about any of that, which is good. He just wants to win, which same as me, but to get the wins that we need, we need him to play really good football. So that's uh, just a quick little excerpt of what I'm expecting for next week. You got anything to add, AJ? Uh, yeah, I'll throw in uh, just a little something. Um, I, I think, yeah, they are kind of backed by their defense. I think they have a pretty mediocre offense. Um, first game of the season, they played Nebraska. It was 13 to 10. Um, and then they played Eastern Michigan week two and they won 25 to six. So they're two and zero. um, a little, uh, AJ, hold on a little stat that, uh, I heard Mac Brown saying as presser on Monday. Hasn't, haven't heard of this in the uh, modern college football era. Minnesota held Eastern Michigan to zero first downs in the entire second half of last Ooh. week's game. Not a single first down. Wow. Was it Eastern Michigan or Eastern Kentucky? Eastern, Eastern Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Which also might tell you that their offense is booty because they only scored 25 points and had the ball the entire game on the second half. Yeah. Yeah, well, should, y'all should be able to score on them for sure. Um, interesting stats about their offense and the disparities between both games they've played this year. Redshirt sophomore quarterback, first-year guy, starter, first-year starter. He threw the ball 44 times in the game against Nebraska. They put up 13 points. They're, they ran a committee backfield – uh, between three guys, not uh, the leading carrier had 10 carries. The second game against Eastern Michigan, their quarterback threw the ball 15 times. Their leading carrier in that game had 33 carries. He had one carry in the game against Nebraska in week one. So I have no clue what's going on with their offensive schemes and patterns and who the hell is getting the the ball in the backfield. But Darius Taylor had 33 carries for 193 yards last week. And in week one, he had one carry for three yards. (laughs) Was somebody hurt? I don't know. Um, But they have another guy, Sean Tyler, who gets uh, some other healthy snaps. But it sounds like they like to run behind those guys. I don't know what they're going to do. I guess it. De- I guess they depends on what their defense is doing and what they see. But uh, definitely a baffling team to say the least. But 
With that being said, I think we do come in fired up, it being a Big Ten team. Uh, I think we'll be ready to play. I do think Drake May bounces back. I think we'll get in the backfield this game. 33-10 is my score prediction. Well, I'll jump. My, uh, my score prediction for the game, didn't even give that. I've got it coming down to a battle. I think we struggle a little bit to get rhythm on offense, although I say Drake's going to Drake's going to get back on track. I think we have trouble running the ball against their big front this week. Um, I think Drake May throws four touchdown passes and proves he's the best player on the field. Um, our defense puts up a, a solid, respectable game, and we win the ball game 28-24. to 24. Solid. So you think they're going to score wow. the most points they've scored all season against y'all? Uh, yes, because they're going to run the ball down our throats. Go ahead and tell them, tell me your defense is crappy. I like that. Um, well, we'll just get right into VMI. It's a, obviously a get-right game for the whole team, not only Brennan Armstrong. Um, hopefully, Brennan proves he's the guy throughout the season um, for, for the entire season, I mean. But I also am excited to see us get some young players in the ball game. Um, I want to see some. I want to see MJ Morris get some snaps. I want to see some of our other freshmen get in there, especially at the safety position. Um, we are pretty depleted at the uh, safety position at the moment, so uh, I want to see Damian Fagan get in there a little bit. Um, but we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm excited to see our defense. I think our defense is going to shut them out. Honestly, probably probably not zero, but Maybe one touchdown, we'll see. I know uh, BMI likes to run the ball a lot. Their quarterback's pretty inexperienced. He's a junior, but he's also got a badass name. Colin, listen to this, Colin Ironside. Might be the number one quarterback name in college football. He is a VMI cadet. Um, but, yeah, I think we're going to – obviously, this is – I'm going to say this over and over again. It's a get-right game. We got to get back on track, um, get the two-and-one. But I think, uh, yeah, I'll just give my score prediction. I think it's going to be a pretty easy game. Um, I think we're going to win 48-7. to I think uh, Brandon Armstrong is probably going to play maybe two-and-a-half quarters. We'll see. Put MJ Morris out there, see what he did do. Um, and then we roll, roll into the next week with Virginia. So Yeah, I got two cupcakes back-to-back. Y'all should be three and one coming into week Dude, five of the pod. That's what I was thinking today. There's a good chance we'd be five and one going into Duke, which is going to be a big matchup because obviously Duke's a pretty damn good football team. Um, at Duke, I'm definitely going to be there. That game sounds lit. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to be, I mean, we got two cupcakes and then we got Louisville. Um, at home, night game, Friday night. That game's going to be tough, but I'm not worried about it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So, uh, yeah, y'all well, are getting to that. Y'all should definitely blow them out. If you don't, you've got some issues. It's definitely a get-right game. Unfortunately, the Tar Heels don't have one of those till week eight, I believe, against Campbell. Dude, when – late when to have a get-right game. When is y'all's bye week? Don't y'all have a bad, like, bye week schedule? I, all I know is we have our bye week right before 
Clemson, I believe. I could be completely wrong. I just know it's like they had a great time. I'm pretty sure y'all's bye week is early on in the season, if you know. It's the last weekend in September, I believe. Right before who? Right before Syracuse, I think. I think we go Minnesota Dude, and, then and then we're off. No, Syracuse? we play – yeah, so we get our four-week gauntlet of South Carolina at Minnesota Pitt and then get a week off going into Syracuse, Miami, UVA, um, which is – or then Syracuse, Miami, which are going to be two tough games, and we get three cupcakes in UVA, Georgia Tech, Campbell, and then we are we in the season off um, with a gauntlet being Duke, Clemson, and State. Goodness gracious, that's three L's right there. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I think people underestimate bye weeks. Like we, our bye week comes off of. I just looked it up. Our bye week comes right off the Duke game which is obviously going to be a big game. If we win that, then we'll be rocking and rolling. And we roll right into Clemson after two weeks. Obviously, be able to prepare for Cape Clubman. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what happens there. But we can uh, go ahead and jump into the parlay if y'all want. Yeah, the uh, parlay last week I, didn't hit 0-1, but the picks were – what were we? Were we 1-2? and two? Yep, shout out to Tap with the shout out John Whitley. Miami looks good. I'm not gonna lie, fellas. Um, they're rocking and rolling. They whooped up on some Texas AM. So yeah, I think I was the only one that hit. Patrick's was close, lost by like a single point. AJ's AJ uh two lanes starting. Yeah. Quarterback didn't play for two lanes, so mine was a wash. Yep, so we're back this week. Back this week with Locke. This is a crappy week of college football. So terrible. Not a single, not a single top twenty-five matchup. Yeah, this week sucks. Week four is who do you got? Who do you got, AJ? Um, I'm going. I think I've got my heart set on on Colorado. I'm I'm back in Dion and Prime and what they got going on over there. Um, I think game day they, coming to town. Yeah, game day. It is Colorado State, which is a, which is I guess a rivalry, but I think they're pretty bad. I think Colorado is actually legit. So Colorado minus twenty three. AJ is <laughs> a believer in Prime and the boys. Everyone taking <laughs> Colorado so minus twenty three. And you got to remember that D. Willie, the last week's guest, was hyping up going to the Colorado Colorado State game. And lo and behold, game day's coming into town for him. <laughs> well, he'll be, he'll be front and center for sure. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> who, who, you got, who you got, Pat? Uh, so my pick, a little bit based off of what I saw last week. In-state rivalry in North Carolina. I like the Pirates plus nine and a half against App State on the road. It's just going to be a dogfight. They're going to become ready to play. They're not going to want to lose to an in-state opponent. That's how ECU's always been. I like nine and a half points as a hefty spread, so I'm going Pirates plus nine and a half. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say that ECU is garbage. (laughs) 
They lost 31 to 13. If there's an ECU fan listening right now, but they're bad this year. They are bad. Yeah, they lost that, they that lost 31 to 13. 20% full. Wait, is it at app? No, it's at app. It's sold out. Okay. I was gonna say, oh yeah. I mean they're gonna get sold. It's a, a terrible, it's a, it's a North game. Carolina rivalry. All right. Well, either way, we as part of the pod, we have to lock in, even though neither of us are confident <laughs> no. at all in our pick. <laughs> we've got ECU plus nine and a half this week. Go Pirates. And we've got Mr. <laughs> Sanders. He's got to take these boys and get them t- 24 points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm taking a little bit of a uh, – Getaway, I don't even know. I'm picking one of the best games of the week. I'm picking USC, South Carolina, plus 27 and a half at Georgia. I'm not going to lie. I think Georgia's looked pretty uh, average throughout the season. Um, really? And <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. This is a can't win parlay. <laughs> if, we, if we go 0 and 3, it's really bad. We might, as well take, we might as well just take alternate lines and like yeah. make them even more dramatic and take them. <laughs> and then just all right, we're changing it. Team. We're changing it. We're changing this week's parlay to the three team teaser. <laughs> Get the point <laughs> up or down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm down USC to tease. I'm down to tease. Right, we're doing the teaser this week. Hey, before before we before we end this thing, I just gotta say one thing. Y'all ready? Yep. Yeah, we're ready, uh, man. I just got a little quote by Matt Brown here. Um, my notes say that Matt Brown was asked about playing App State, and all he had to say was, "I've had enough." What do y'all think about that? I think it is an absolute joke that y'all cannot whoop up on app state each and every year and yeah that's just a little bit of a little side note that i had um that your head take a quote completely out of context anytime you want all i know is nc state's the most known football program in the state of north carolina for playing absolute cupcake non-conference schedule so we're that we had the balls to schedule app state we won the match, and all Mac Brown was saying is that he respects the hell out of App State, but he might want to take a little break. He doesn't want to play him anymore. Okay. Yeah, that made sense. Let's play a borderline Division One college football team and barely beat them in double overtime two years in a row. Man, yeah, borderline Division One. It is a complete joke, Patrick. Mac Brown – a.k.a. Joe Biden of college football. Let's go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> Man, yeah. I see he y'all next week. He has a national championship. Not something I'll see y'all, y'all next week. week. <laughs> huh? And the pod. I'll see y'all next week, man. We'll be 3-0. Don't worry about it. I look forward to seeing it. Yep. Pod out. Thanks see you, fellas. It was a pleasure. <laughs>